Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the launch of our seventh SR Nathan Fellow, Professor Chan Heng Chi's book, World in Transition, Singapore's Future. We are delighted to have Minister for Foreign Affairs and Minister in Charge of the Smart Nation Initiative, Dr. Vivian Balakrishnan, with us here in person today. As our guest of honor, Minister will deliver his remarks, followed by Prof. Chan Heng Chi. We will then launch the book. Following the launch, there will be a book signing session with Prof. Chan. But first, I would like to highlight a few safe distancing measures that we have in place. Most obvious is the fact that this book launch is considerably smaller than past book launches that we've had. We have no more than 50 people in total joining us in the room today. Now, we are thrilled that each of you could be here for this occasion. For other distinguished guests, friends of IPS, and members of the public who could not join us here in person today, we've invited them to tune in online to our Facebook page where we are live streaming this event. This live stream can be watched after the event on our Facebook page and on our YouTube channel. For those watching online, you can purchase the book on World Scientific Publishing's website. And we are pleased to announce that for the entire month of March, all volumes of the IPS Northern Lecture Series, including Prof Chan's book, can be purchased online with a 20% discount. Enter the promo code WSWIS20 for 20% off your book purchase. Now, for those that are here, we ask that you keep your mask on and maintain a one meter safe distance from one another throughout the course of this event. Now, with the safe distancing measures out of the way, without further ado, to kick off today's proceedings, IPS Director, Mr. Janadas Devon, will deliver the welcome remarks. Director, please. Minister of Foreign Affairs, I can't take out my mask, unfortunately. So, um, Professor Chan Heng Chi, distinguished guest, welcome to the launch of World in Transition, Singapore's Future. The book is, of course, a collection of the lectures that uh, Professor Chan delivered, uh, the three lectures that she delivered in the last IPS Northern Lecture Series. The fellowship was established in 2013 on the occasion of our 25th anniversary of IPS. It was, of course, established to pay tribute to President Nathan, uh, whose longtime contributions to Singapore extended well beyond his presidency. Um, I'm happy to report that since the launch of the fellowship, we have completed seven IPS Nathan Lecture Series. And of course, today is the launch of the seventh book in the series. And so far, not including this book, we have sold 16,000 copies um, of, the, of the lectures. So it's, it's not bad. Um, and the lecture series as a whole attracted an audience of about 10,000. Um, um, all but the last lecture in-person attendance, um, uh, Heng Chi's lectures were conducted online. And collectively, um, we of course um, uh, post the lecture series on YouTube. Uh, the, all the lectures have attracted about 115,000 views online. Um, I should note that when Heng Chi was first appointed the seventh um, SR Nathan Fellow, it was done before the COVID-19 pandemic. And within a matter of months, the world changed. And accordingly, um, uh, it was no longer possible uh, for her to deliver the lectures in person. And she, all her three lectures were delivered online. And, um, and, um, and, and she 
um, and unusually, um, her lectures uh, were also um, broadcast for the first time um, on CNA radio um, and uh, the, for the entire lecture series. So the online, her, each of her lectures attracted about 750, 800, which is actually more than the number who, which they usually attend our lectures. So actually this is by far uh, the most um, uh, uh, well-received um, uh, lecture series that we have had. Um, we have to double up over the next one year because we only had one lecture series in last year. And uh, because of COVID, we weren't able to have uh, more. So over the next one year, we will have four IPS Northern lectures, um, uh, beginning with um, Corina Lai, uh, the executive director of AWARE, I think in May, followed by Ravi Menon in July. Patrick Daniel is doing one uh, a series of three lectures in October or so. And then uh, uh, Nolene Hazer um, later next year. So many more lectures, um, but um, this is thus far our most successful in terms of audience attention and uh, attendance. And I'm very glad that uh, Heng Chi has been a very swift and efficient uh, <laughs> uh, uh, lecturer who converted her lectures into books, into a book in double quick time. So thank you very much. Um, and thank you um, uh, for attending this function, Minister. Thank you very much, Director. Minister, if you could wait a moment as we sanitize the mic and the rostrum. And Director, <laughs> Director, you may take your seat. Okay, thank you, Minister, for your patience. Thank you, Janadas, uh, Professor Chan Heng Chi, friends. Uh, when I look around the room, and you recall that this is, we are here to launch the book based on the three lectures that Heng Chi has given as part of the SR Nathan Fellowship. And as I was saying just now, as I look around the room, I think for most of us here, the late President SR Nathan was a key figure in our lives, in our careers, in our personal lives, by his sheer presence, his inspiration, and his role modelship. I recall my father always speaking admiringly of this childhood friend, a few years older than him, who looked up to him, who had done so well and done so much for Singapore. Personally, he was also one of the few people whom I consulted two decades ago before entering politics. I cannot reveal the contents of that conversation, but I will tell you that it made a difference. Mr. S. R. Nathan was always a realist, looked at the world with unvarnished eyes, looked at it critically and our position in the world, critically. And he was always looking for how we could do better, survive and thrive, despite a sometimes bleak and cruel world. And always trying, at least as far as I could observe, 
which was from the latter part of his career, always trying to inspire, always trying to teach, and to get the next generation to do better than the founding generation. I think on all these three counts of being critical, of being optimistic and hoping for a better future, and of trying to inspire the next generation, I can't think of anyone who's a better exemplar of these three qualities than Professor Chan and Chi herself. She has spent a lifetime both in the academic pursuit, public life, political science, but also beyond the academic towers in practice as our permanent representative to the UN and then to the United States. Even now, she's still our ambassador at large, and I think you're still serving as chair of the Lee Kuan Yew Center for Livable Cities. Innovative cities, sorry. Innovative cities. And the SUTD, of course. And I'm sure there's a host of other additions that you have taken on. Um, you know, Professor Chan is one of those CVs where you just picked at random, picked any appointment uh, or any achievement. It's one of those CVs where any single one of those achievements would be a career highlight for most normal people. Uh, I, I know you're too modest to admit that, but realistically speaking, it just shows a lifetime of service and achievement. I think the secret to how she's done all this, and you can contradict me if I'm wrong, but I think it's the fact that you've got this abiding curiosity uh, that never killed a cat. This desire to keep exploring and learning. And this is why you've been such a distinguished diplomat and such a luminous public intellectual in Singapore and beyond the shores of Singapore. I believe a diplomat's success is predicated on this desire to keep learning, to keep exploring. And you have to be truly and passionately interested in the world and the people you meet. If you're just going through the motions, you'll never make it. We know that Professor Chan's primary field was supposed to be political science and diplomacy, but at the same time, if you've been keeping track of what she's doing now, exploring sustainable development, innovative cities, urban planning, uh, we've even had conversations about digital technologies, uh, and now the ethics of artificial intelligence. And all this, therefore, just illustrates her deep curiosity about the human condition, human society which results from the human condition, and the fact that you've got an eclectic interest, arts, science, culture, history. Your formidable intellectual powers are complemented, obviously, by your vivacious, effervescent, absolutely charming personality. This is a... No, come on, I think... You, I, I dare anyone to rebut that. <laughs> vivacious... Effervescent, absolutely charming personality. Uh, 
And you have to admit, Janadas, that that combination has made her extremely potent and extremely effective. And it explains her effectiveness. As a diplomat, it also explains her innumerable friendships, partnerships within and without Singapore. And there's no shortage of senior people who will tell you fondly, out of her ears shot, of their long relationships and their abiding respect for Ambassador Chan. The fact that she's willing to you know, pick up the phone, take a question, provide her views and her advice. And uh, you're probably one of the few ambassadors who, on leaving Washington, gets, uh, uh, gets former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger to make a speech in your honor. So this rich well of experience, I believe, has been the fount on which you've delivered these three lectures and now is the subject of your book. And, you know, I flipped through those, the lectures, read through them at least, to make sure I knew what you're saying and, and to also reflect for myself, my own edification. Uh, you've explored the way technology is disrupting the way we live, work, play, learn, interact. And you've made the observation, which I agree with, that in fact, this disruption caused by technology is the longer term and more profound trend. And that COVID-19 is a kind of a catalyst, an accelerator, not necessarily, not the primary driving force itself. The lectures touch on topics including your hypothesis that democracy has faltered, but it will survive. That capitalism has floundered, but it has also highlighted the need to think more profoundly about society and the society that we want to create out of this new future. You've reminded us that we are no longer in a unipolar world, and you've moved, and perhaps we're moving to a world order of two and a half poles. I'll leave you to describe how the other half pole uh, comes about. And you've laid out the key security flashpoints between the US and China. You've also brought, highlighted the rise of techno-nationalism, which we can see clearly played out over the last few years. And the need for a global discussion on common standards and my own personal belief on open standards and open data. And of course, the need for Singapore to find our niche, define our role, achieve relevance and the ability to stick together and to implement policies. And I suppose this comes back to your political science background, your constant reminder to the government to do things with a human heart and human touch. So your advice as always, you know, is spot on. And uh, I can assure you that there are many people beyond those watching on YouTube and, the, and even the people who will read the book for which your ideas will provide fertile, fertile, you know, fertile seeds that will, I believe, change minds, change attitudes, and help us make sense of the world that we're in.
So on that note, let me say again, uh, congratulations for all that you've done. Congratulations for this book. And thank you. Thank you, Heng Chi, for your leadership, your inspiration, and being a role model for all of us. Congratulations and a hand of floor to you. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Minister. Okay, may I now invite Prof Chan to deliver her remarks, please. Thank you. Minister, Janadas Devan, uh, Director of IPS, uh, Excellencies, my very good friends. Uh, I was allowed to invite just a handful, and you are my very good friends. <laughs> well, I thank... <laughs> I thank IPS for the opportunity to be the seventh SR Nathan Fellow in 2020 to address the unraveling that is occurring around the world at the time. And 2020 was a terrible, terrible year. But uh, I will not go into my lectures. You can read it in the books. I have to say, Janadas is brilliant or hair-brained, you know. He persuaded S.R. Nathan to endorse the idea of the IPS Nathan Lecture Series. Now, there are many distinguished lectures. The Singapore Lecture, MAS Lecture, the Dr. Goking Sui Lecture in AEI. Most of them are one lecture shots. Most of them delivered by foreigners. The IPS S.R. Nathan Lecture Series is different. The S.R. Nathan Fellow the project is a bold idea. It proposes that a prominent Singaporean should deliver a lecture of series on Singapore issues or on issues relevant to Singapore. And it forces the Northern Fellow to stop, to think, and to reflect very deeply on the topic of his or her choice, and then to expound the topic before the public. As Janadas has said quite proudly and rightly so, now he has a body of works, seven of them, and there are many SR Nathan fellows present here today. Uh, Bilahari, Kausikan, Peter Ho, Cheong Kun Hien, and um, Tan Tai Yong, Professor Tan Tai Yong. Uh, Ho Kwang Ping is in Thailand and could not be here, and there is a uh, Lim Siong Guan who could not be here but uh, you have a body of work now. And I would say this is highly unusual because no place, no other place in re the region has, in fact, the ambition to assemble this kind of thinking that represents the country. And IPS has done that. I can only think of in this region, and I'm not counting Europe or you know, America, the Boyer Lectures sponsored by ABC, Australian Broadcasting Corporation is a series of talks by prominent Australians. I researched and really that was all I came up with. And I did think you wouldn't find this anywhere. 
So Janadas, congratulations for the conception of the IPS Northern Lectures. And I think this is what uh, you have produced. I have been thinking about the unraveling world order, the unraveling institutions. And so this opportunity gave me, this appointment gave me the opportunity to think about that. I talked of the emerging two and a half pole in the world. Our European ambassadors here would be pleased to know that I think Europe is that half pole that will have a role to play. And you have to build that middle space so that we do not have to choose between the US or China. There's an independent path and there are countries like you in Europe that want to be sovereign and to make your decisions, you know, and you should be able to float between poles, siding with one side now, siding with the other side then. And there are many small and middle powers that do feel the same. And I think if we have numbers, it shouldn't be an organized force. It's, you know, just a loose coalition. It changes every now and again, but that third space should be created by the third pole, the half pole. Now, when I began this uh, work, when Janadas told me to write, he was right. I didn't expect COVID. And I have to say that COVID changed my lectures in more ways than one. When I began, you know, minister, yes, I spoke of disruption, but initially when I wanted to talk of disruption, I, I wanted to deal largely with technology and climate change. With COVID, I stopped. I did uh, COVID largely, but I also dealt, I had to come back to te technological disruption, you know. But between the two, I think the technological disruption is a far more lasting you know, disruption for the world, the trend for the world. Uh, you know, Gerard Diamond described uh, COVID, this pandemic, as a bagatelle. Some people were shocked. It's small, not that important. I suppose if you look at history in the sweep of years, it won't be that important. And we are coming out of it with vaccinations and so on. But so COVID caused me to rethink, but it also gave me time with the lockdown to read and think, so that was good. But uh, Janadas came and persuaded me that I have to give my lectures online. I have to say, Janadas, when you did that initially, I was so skeptical because I belong to the old school where a distinguished lecture has to be delivered in person. And I said, what is this online? I remember ask, telling you, what if people don't come on, you know? Or if they tuned in and then tuned out halfway, you know? And yeah, you wouldn't know, <laughs> right? You wouldn't know. <laughs> so, you know, then he tried to say, oh, it will, can be done, will be done. And he comforted me by telling me, you know, we can have this broadcast on the radio, like the wreath lectures, he said. <laughs> Well, so anyway, I thought, you know, since I'm from the Singapore University of Technology and Design, I should really take the first step. And if not me, who? So I said, okay, I will go online. Now, of course, you wonder what is, a, what is all this about? Everybody is going on webinar. But this is in April 2020, when he proposed this idea. And I was supposed to give my first lecture in April. I didn't. We postponed it. We were waiting to allow 
to allow the government to let us have a bigger audience, but it never came, so we went online. And you are right, we had a much larger audience than we could ever dream of. And I'm sure in the future, you will do a hybrid event. And what we found, uh, Jonadas, which uh, you didn't mention, but your folks told me, that the group age between 25 and 35 just grew tremendously for this series of lectures because it was online. If it is in person, you had the older population that showed up. So it captured a younger population. So you should always go online, you know. So that was the change. Now, um, I would say that, um, you know, when I wrote this book, when you read it, I begin with the poem, The Second Coming by William Butler Yeats. And I quoted the whole poem. By coincidence, Fikram McFadden, your IPS fellow, who uh, you assigned to me to help me, you know, and Fikram is here. Uh, he's a Singaporean. He served national service, you know. And, uh, and uh, Fikram said to me, on Sunday, just a couple of nights ago, he said, do you know, uh, Mr. Devanaya gave a speech commemorating the 24th anniversary of the UN in October uh, 1969, where he wrote about what a terrible state the world was in, and he too quoted the second coming. So I took that, he sent it to me, and this is in his book, Not by Wages Alone, Devanaya. And he quoted the same lines. The world was in a terrible state, 1969. The UN is in a terrible state. Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction and the worst are full of passionate intensity. So it is relevant. So I say, oh, how very coincidental. But Devanaya said, we must have hope, even against all hope. And I think that is, you know, good advice because at this particular time in our lives, in the world, we have to hope against all hope because everything seems to be unraveling and heading towards a rocky path. Now, so my last lecture was called Optimism from the jaws of gloom, and that was discussing Singapore's position. So I do have some optimism. Now, I just want to say a few words, you know, taking this opportunity to express my thanks, my appreciation to several people. Firstly, I would like to thank Minister Vivian Balakrishnan for taking time to launch this book and really for giving such a Wonderful speech. I mean, gee, nobody has praised me in that way. <laughs> yeah, you, I thought you were the most appropriate person, not just because you are my boss, and that is very appropriate, <laughs> but because the book touches on all the topics that you deal with and have knowledge of. So I said, you know, it has to be Minister Balakrishna. Uh, no, Americans praise me like that. You know, <laughs> they are very big-hearted, yeah. 
But I would like to say a very big thank you to the staff of IPS, Liang Kai-Sing for facilitating things where she, ah uh, yeah, and making it so easy to give the lectures online. And the whole team that was there with me, they are here today also. And Rachel Howe, my research assistant from IPS, who was resourceful and intelligent, and who now works with MCI. And following her, thank you for assigning me Faikra. Faikra McFadden, who took over from Rachel and who efficiently helped me with the editorial preparations. Better his eyes than mine to pick up the editorial mistake. And, and finally, I thank all my friends for coming this evening to attend this book launch. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Prof Chan. You can remain on stage and I'll invite Minister Vivian Balakrishnan and Director Janadas Devan to the stage for the launch of the book, please. Okay, we will now launch the book. <laughs> Just pull down, yeah, and you can just let it drop there. <laughs> Prof Chan will now present Minister with a copy of the book. And now, Director Janadas Devan will present Prof Chan with a token of appreciation from IPS. Now you can pose for a group photo together. <laughs> Thank you. Minister Balakrishnan and Director Janadas, you may return to your seats. I would now like to invite our former SR Nathan Fellows to the stage to take a group photo with Prof Chan, Mr. Bilahari Kausikan, Mr. Peter Ho, Dr. Cheong Kun Hien, and Prof Tan Tai Yong, please. And unfortunately, please keep your masks on throughout. <laughs> Okay, thank you all very much for attending today. The book signing session will begin shortly. Please maintain a one meter safe distance while queuing. Thank you all very much for being here today.